Hi, everyone. Welcome to the My Autism Tribe podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Today's episode is Neurodiversity in the Workplace. There are really important skills that people with autism have that make them, in most cases, the very best employees you could have. And this is something that small businesses could benefit from and is already something that many large corporations are already using to their advantage. Today, we're speaking with Joseph Riddle, the director of the Neurodiversity in the Workplace team, and they're a dedicated group of talented individuals who work tirelessly for the people they serve. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Scott. Because of certain traits of autism, individuals with autism often have trouble getting past the interview stage for a job or maintaining a position once they're hired. Joseph Riddle has led a team to design and partner in implementing hiring programs for neurodiverse individuals. Companies such as SAP and their Autism at Work program, Dell, and the Bank of America have participated in hiring programs, allowing the creation of a network of employers and talented individuals on the spectrum. These companies, with support from Joe and his team, are actually leading the way in demonstrating to the American workforce that neurodiverse talent is both valuable and productive. Please give a warm welcome to Joseph Riddle. Thanks so much for joining us, Joe. Thank you for having me. What you guys do uh, with neurodiversity in the workplace is something that a lot more people uh, should be not only aware of, but actually demanding, I think, for their loved ones, at least. you know, <laughs> My son's going on seven years old, but it's already something that I'm starting to think about. Um, so I commend you guys for, for what you guys Thank are you. doing. And, um, <laughs> Thank you. Why don't you share with everyone a little bit about your background, how you just landed in the place that you are today? Sure, yeah. So uh, again, my name is Joe Riddle, and um, I have always been really interested in a, in a systems design um, kind of mindset. And I come from, I have a master's in public health, and so I was looking for something to do where I could help define a system and create a system um, that works better. And I have a a passion for helping people with disabilities. And I I did a lot of research on that in grad school. And so I came to uh, Spark Philadelphia, which is our parent company at Neurodiversity in the Workplace. And um, it is a traditional disability services provider. Um, but you know, I've had this, this kind of interest. I was still in grad school when I started working there and, um, I I really had this interest in helping do some systems, uh, perspective work. And, um, I then went to, uh, to our uh, CEO who was talking about this initiative that they have. Um, and this German software company, SAP had, had started their autism at work, initiative. Um, and they, they said, okay, we need some help <laughs> because yeah. experts in technology, we're experts in software, but we're not experts in autism. So can you help us and do some job coaching? And yeah. our parent company said, sure, we, we would love to do that. And then it kind of formed into this program that we have now. And um, they asked me to, to come and, and join that. But for me, it's something that, you know, it, it allows us to work to form this system because there's been so much focus 
on childhood and autism in childhood and neurodiversity in childhood. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a very, very limited amount when you get to working age. And so, you know, we, we discovered that there's just so much lack of support for people once they pass the age of 18. And a big yeah. part of past the age of 18 for anybody is your working life. So this, this kind of flowed out of just the, the natural ability of a lot of parents um, who have said, okay, what happens when my, when my child gets to working age? How do they, how do, they do that? And how, what, who can help them do that? Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I got started. I got really interested in that topic. And they asked me to, to join the team to do that. And I think from a public health perspective, this, this is a new system because of that lack of support. It's yeah. a completely new system. And so to me, it's really fascinating. Um, one, to obviously be able to help people find fulfillment through work, but two, also be able to shape the system that hasn't really existed yet. And it's so important. I always, I look at so many of the gifts and knowledge that this population has. And to not take advantage of those amazing gifts is just such a shame. And I think a lot of it is because of the lack of awareness and many assumptions that have been made. You know, you, you speak about the interview process. And for someone, whether or not they're on the autism spectrum or not, the interview process is difficult for anyone who yeah. <laughs> doesn't have experience, right? It's like, I just right. remember, I mean, there are interview coaches out there uh, for, for people who are just graduating college and it's a daunting thing. And for someone that may have some communication deficits, it could just prove that much harder. Absolutely, yeah. We, and that, that's really the first barrier that we see for people. Um, we see, we have a database of a lot of people who have come to us say, saying, yeah. I need help getting through this process, getting through the door. I've applied to X amount of jobs and it's usually a very high number. Um, yeah. And I've got, gone to lots of interviews, but I just can't seem to get through because I think in our society, and it's you know not just US society, it's global society, we have this unnecessary focus on the interview as this indicator of, yeah whether or not you're going to be successful in a job. And that's, it's a really poor indicator. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, what our goal and our part of our mission is to really focus on skill-based hiring. Mm -hmm. um, if you have people who are looking at what someone can do, how they can perform in their job and what they're going to contribute to the team and looking past this kind of, uh, irrelevant <laughs> questioning of them and interrogation of them, uh, yeah we can have some really successful talent be implemented into places where they haven't been before. And so we, we've been trying to, to showcase this idea to companies. And there have been just a ton of companies saying, okay, we understand this. We understand that we need talent and that the traditional interview process, there is data that shows it doesn't work well. Mm -hmm. uh, switch it up. Now, you know, it's still hiring can still be a personal decision for a lot of people, a lot of managers. Um, but we try to make it a personal decision in favor of those skills instead of in favor of how the handshake is or how the eye contact is, which can be really difficult for someone who struggles with that social communication 
uh, disorder that is often exhibited in, in autism. Sure, absolutely. It, you mentioned like the, the eye contact and the handshake, and it's something that I find can also be generational. <laughs> so, right. so meaning the kids that are growing up these days um, spend a lot of time on technology. And so some of it, because I, I always walk this fine line, there's always this gray area that I see, for example, with my son in that, okay, what what is this typical, what is the typical behavior, like a six-year-old little boy, seven-year-old right. little boy. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're coaching the, the, this generation to have those more like the handshakes and the eye contacts and things. So are you mainly working with the businesses or are you working with individuals on the spectrum? Yeah. Yeah. We're working, we're working with both. Um, okay. We kind of aim to serve multiple different stakeholders through our pro- our program, um, and the way we organizing organize it is into kind of three categories. We identify, prepare, and support people, and that goes for multiple different stakeholders. So the first step for us is identifying people who are our our target population here, uh, people who are neurodiverse and identify as neurodiverse. So that includes more than just autism. It includes dyslexia and uh, dyspraxia and, and a whole host of other topics sure. under that definition. But um, when we talk about this neurodiversity to, um, to the companies, we try to help identify which managers will be supportive, which companies will be supportive, and which companies are open to allowing us to uh, alter the hiring process and alter the support process offered to most employees. Um, and then we go through a preparation period where we help the kind of recreate the data points of an interview, um, but without the actual interview. And so we'll process of uh, allowing people to come in, experience the workplace, experience what it's like to be in this environment. Now, virtually, we can do that too, because uh, most of our calls are on Zoom now, but, um, you know, experience what it's like to interact on a team, etc. All of these things that go along with a typical working life, especially in, in larger companies, which most of our partners have had, but also applying to everyday small business. Sure. Um, so then we help the, the managers by preparing them and, and any of the support team in the companies by preparing them and helping them understand some of the best practices and things that they should be aware of and um, that they should advocate for, for people who are neurodiverse. So uh, things like, you know, understanding the differences in communication, understanding the differences in body language um, and making sure that they don't put an unnecessary emphasis and value on those things as they go about their, their daily lives at work. Um, and then we, we allow the hiring managers to see people's skills through the use of a technical project. Um, so we design a project for the specific jobs and we have people kind of perform uh, this project to showcase their skills where they don't have to answer questions like, tell me about yourself, you know, which sure. open-ended and vague. And, you know, we, we try to keep it very technical. And um, during that, we're also providing some helpful tips on for the candidates coming through this process on, you know, how to best prepare for this workplace, whether that's 
the etiquette of workplace communication, like email and Zoom, and you know, each thing has what we call a hidden curriculum. Uh, these ideas that are really expected by everyone, but never really communicated or written down anywhere. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and all of these things, uh, you know, we try to highlight and try to give some cheat sheets for people to allow them to understand what the culture dictates, but also trying to make sure that we want them to be their own individuals still. We don't want to have them conform to what society's expectation is of someone in the corporate space. Yes. Um, have a little bit of change, um, on their part, just in understanding what the corporate world is like and what's typically expected. And then on the corporate side, on the company side, we want to help the company change to be more neurodiverse friendly, to understand that we have people with real skills, real talent and real abilities that they can gain access to if they just try to lose this ineffective uh, interview process. So, um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the, the core process. And then we do a lot in terms of supporting everybody through our job coaching. Um, so typically our job coaches go and they meet with people to check in to make sure that, you know, executive functioning skills are, um, there, there aren't any areas where we can help with, you know, helping them organize and prioritize their life, things mm-hmm. like um, and then we check in with the manager, say, is there any deficit in communication that we can help resolve? Um, and we do that on a very limited basis. Uh, but that support, I think, is really helpful for people, both both the candidates or the, the new employees and, and the managers who are taking part in our in our programs. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really cool point that you made that I hadn't thought about yet um, was that you basically provide cheat sheets, right? So right. about... <laughs> The culture and of, of the company and email. I mean, that's something that I guess is just commonplace for, for me. You know, it's right. just, oh, email. But what is the etiquette of, of the email? Yeah, and, there's so much etiquette that goes yeah. in. Yeah. You know, when, when we te- talk about kind of these strange little hidden curriculum, when someone says the line, per my last email, uh, yeah. There's some annoyance there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that can be a really subtle thing to, to try and decipher. And so we try to help provide points like that to people to say, okay, you can read some tone and some inflection in these emails um, by looking out for these things. And also try to follow this general structure. Um, but, you know, still allowing people to be individualized and uh, express themselves how they like. Uh, but just providing that so that because it can be overwhelming if you're in a culture that you don't understand. Um, so that's that's the point of our preparation. Um, yeah. we, we make a distinction that we're really not trying to train neurodiverse candidates to be corporate. We're trying to prepare them for what the corporate world generally expects and help them to change the corporate world a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's on both sides for sure. Right. Um, so when you you mentioned data points in an interview process and what i find so and i've spoken with a lot of individuals that are on the spectrum um, and the adult population that have had challenges in getting work keeping work um and 
it's always I'm always interested to know is it something that they share with the person um, during the interview process if if they are on the spectrum do they share that or do they they keep that it's not necessary but what as far as the coaching that you guys provide what what kind of data points are you giving the employer by saying you know if they don't share this information are there certain ways I guess I'm just curious about all of that because if something is not addressed in the very beginning of an interview how do you know how to adapt or to assess the interview need right right that makes sense and so one of the things that we're really cautious about um, is one making sure that our programs are aligned with people who actually would benefit from them so we go through a, a screening process for everybody coming into our programs um, to make sure that, you know, an, an alternate interview process is something that would, would benefit their, their career. Um, and there are a lot of people who are on the autism spectrum that don't need that accommodation and don't right. change. Um, it, the, the old saying, you know, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. So there's a wide range of how autism displays. And so we want to make sure that we're serving the right people. Um, mm-hmm. So in, in general, we come through that process. Um, people understand that this is an alternate interview process and that it could be a job that they get, but it's not a guarantee. Um, and because, you know, we aren't the ones doing the hiring, but we also are really careful with our accommodation process and, um, and our disclosure process. We want people to set the level of disclosure still. We don't want people coming into a company saying, hey, we are the, the new neurodiverse employees. <laughs> right. Know? We yeah. want them to be comfortable. If they want to say that, great, and we support that. Um, but we want to make sure that they are disclosing how they see fit. So, but they, to come into the program, we ask them, are you comfortable with disclosing to the managers just by being in the program uh, that you would like this alternate interview process? And people agree to that to come through the program because we don't want them to accidentally or unintentionally disclose something that they're not comfortable with doing. Sure. Um, and then as far as the data points go, uh, we're really just focusing on skills. Um, and we form a support plan for people with their help as to how they would like to be supported. Um, and we can give advice and guidance. Um, and, you know, some of, sometimes that's helping them with scheduling, helping them organize their, their daily activities. Um, sometimes that's helping them by being just a second pair of eyes on an email that they're going to send. Um, and sometimes in, in other roles that aren't more corporate, sometimes that's just helping them plan their route into work. Um, things like that. So there's a whole wide range of jobs that we've helped people get into and all of the data points can, each role is a totally different uh, set of data points that we want to illustrate for the interview process. Sure. Afterwards, we don't really record data of how people are performing. We, we, we know that and we read that, uh, that data through our job coaching, but we want to make sure that, you know, they're the employee, they're the experts, and we're just there to help facilitate communication. Yeah. So do you have, I guess, you know, you guys do so much coaching on both, on both sides. Do you have, are you seeing a lot of businesses reaching out to you guys initially, or are you, are you guys reaching out to those companies to let them know that of the services that you're offering? 
Yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit of both. Um, we've, we've been really lucky to have some fantastic partners on the company side. Um, like I mentioned, our, our first partnership with SAP, um, but we also have partnerships with Dell Technologies and Bank of America and VMware um, and a whole host of others that we're really excited to uh, help them hire in a different way. Um, and we've we've just tried to embed ourselves in the neurodiversity movement and the community surrounding autism at work. Um, and we have found that a lot of companies have come to us. Now we still need to convince their internal stakeholders that, Hey, you should do this program. It's different. There is a risk anytime you make any hire. So, okay, let's help you walk through this. And there's a ton of logistics that go into hiring um, in a cohort based model. Um, And so we really act as consultants in a lot of ways for the companies in helping them design a different talent acquisition process. Um, and so we, we reach out to companies who seem like they have an interest in that. Yeah. Um, other companies reach out to us and we'll walk them through. Um, and we really rely on and fall back on a lot to, to make sure that we're really helping to serve people who need these kinds of accommodations, these kinds of differences in, in uh, the talent acquisition process by relying on autistic self-advocates. Um, and people yes. say, this is what I need. Um, and so we we really rely on their opinions, their experience, their survey, their feedback um, to inform pretty much everything that we do. Um, and so even people have reached out to us who are professionals and say, I work for XYZ company. I got through the interview process, but I have a lot of friends who didn't. Can you come and we'll help start this conversation here about how to do it because it's it's not that simple unfortunately yet <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of parts um so we're, we're hopefully with the help of our our partners advertising to the rest of the world that this is kind of a gold standard in diversity and inclusion in neurodiversity in just good talent acquisition um and yeah. with some of these bigger companies we're hoping to do that and to get into smaller companies where the majority of the workforce lies Yes. Um, yeah, because definitely, you know, we've all heard um, businesses like, you know, you talked about Dell, um, Google, how they are making huge strides for, you know, employing the neurodiverse population. But the small businesses as well um, also have huge advantages, I think, for the autistic population in that, you know, if, if there are these businesses that are essentially in their backyard, um, you know, they, they will be able to participate more in their, like, even just from the community standpoint, you know, a lot of small businesses are very involved in their community and that would be another great advantage for someone, um, in that population. Um, As far as, I guess you guys are based in Philadelphia, but are are you guys just working in the Philadelphia area or how large is your radius of businesses and individuals that you work with? Right, yeah. So we're, we're based in Philadelphia, but it really doesn't mean much. <laughs> yeah. Most of our work um, has not been done in Philadelphia. Most of it's around the rest of the country. Um, okay. Really, we were lucky, like I said, to start with so many large partnerships that are global companies. 
Um, and so we've been able to work on a lot of things just all over the place. Um, but recognizing what you said earlier um, in that a lot of local businesses are the ones who have the most flexibility and ability to really make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, we've really begun to form what I call communities of practice or hubs in different areas. Um, and so we just hired some staff up in Boston. Um, we're hiring some more staff around the, the rest of the country to really focus on getting that localized system up and running and informing small businesses some of the best practices that our larger corporate partners have helped us establish um, and test out and really refine and then bringing it to those places and developing awareness for autistic job seekers that this is an option and you don't have to go through the standard process and that you should start to demand a different process as you're applying to jobs because you know, that, that would be an equitable way to make sure that we're hiring based on skills instead of based on this outdated system of interviews. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, the website, um, nitw.org, um, is really, I mean, for anyone that wants more information, not only from, I guess, the, just the personal side of things, but also if you're a business that wants to, you know, get more information on, on how you guys work. The website has a lot of great information um, and then also references to the partners that you guys have worked with. Um, And then in the podcast show notes, I'm also going to put the contact information for, for you guys and then all of your social links. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of these places. Um, and I know because I've, I actually found you on LinkedIn and uh, stalked you for a hot second, but take that as a compliment. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> because it's something that is, uh, is near and dear to my heart. And I don't think it's ever too early to start really kind of planning and preparing um, our loved ones for their future. So um it's it's just amazing what you guys are doing, and I've, I just highly encourage everyone, whether you're a parent or a provider, a business or whatever, to, to check neurodiversity in the workplace out and just see what they're doing. If nothing else, just to see what can be done, what the advantages are, um, because it truly is inspiring, and I just thank you guys so much for what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. I, I think it's it's really exciting and I'm really uh, honored to be on this podcast. And I think that we we always ask with a practical tip with um, every kind of event that we do um, that, you know, wherever you work, there's an opportunity to help make that interview process a little less strenuous, a little less uh, needed and yeah. make it a little bit more skill-based. Um, and so, parents and advocates, whoever you are, um, there's always opportunity for that, even if you haven't started a formal hiring program. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I consider you part of my autism tribe right now. And um, so if there's anything ever that our organization can do to help you guys out, please let us know. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Few resources have been allocated to understanding autistic adults. According to a 2017 report from the Interagency Autism Coordinating Community, only 2% of autism research funding goes into understanding the developmental disorder for the adult population. 
but autism isn't just something for young individuals and more needs to be done to propel and prepare this population. With organizations like Neurodiversity in the Workplace, we can not only become inspired, but also determined to make their workforce a better and more welcoming environment for our loved ones. Thanks so much for being a part of my autism tribe, and I'll see you soon.